Hello everyone and welcome back to the Embracing It podcast. Um, If you are a regular here, then you will already know that my name is Emma and thank you so much for continuously tuning in and listening. And if you are new here, then welcome to the podcast. Um, I appreciate you listening and I hope that you will continue to listen in the future because I really enjoy doing this. Um, and talking about just my life and I hope that it continues to help others and there was so much positive feedback and growth with this podcast in 2021 that I really really am hoping to continue it throughout 2022. Now the purpose of today's episode is for me to discuss all of the things that I will be leaving behind in 2021. 2021 was the year of growth for me. It was probably one of the most challenging years I've had to face um, for a lot of things. Um, It was mainly when I started um, working towards my recovery um, for my eating disorder. And so I went through a lot of therapy and faced a lot of things that were really difficult to face and to admit. Um, I also had a lot of changes in my relationships, whether it be like romantically um, or with my actual friends. Um, So there was quite a few adjustments there. Um, My family relationships too. Um, Just a bunch of things. I had started, you know, my first like big girl job, which has definitely brought some stress back into my life. Um, So having to adjust through that um, and just stuff, (laughs) just stuff that comes up. I also forget that we're in a pandemic still. Um, So there's that. And I'm not saying this in like a, oh my God, my life's so hard, blah, blah, blah. Like people have it like way more difficult and not that it's a comparison, but regardless, it was the year of growth for me, I feel like I have just flourished from 2021 and there's so many things that have happened that I'm thankful for that are going to change the way I carry myself and behave in 2022. So to kick it off, the first thing that I plan to leave behind in 2021 is past and poor relationships. Um, this is a really, really big one. I loved to self-sabotage. Like, I'm talking to the max. And my excuse for this would always be like, oh, I'm 20, like, I can do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sure, but like, I wasn't really in tune with how I felt in these actual situations. Um, and if they were actually benefiting me and making me feel good about myself and adding value, which like, they were not. Um, so I would tend to just hold on to relationships that were, and this is like friendship wise and like romantically, um, I would just hold on to a lot of situations that were not good for me, that I knew were not going anywhere. Like people would be very honest with me and I would just like stay in something for the sole purpose of staying in it. Um, when it offered no benefit. And I also faced like a lot of friendships this year where the friendships just completely changed. Um, like they felt very one-sided. Um, the effort just wasn't there. Um, and just 
as a result, like, we just were not really friends to each other anymore. And so I think my objective for this year in 2022, which I really started doing a good job of in in 2021, was to do uh, way less self-sabotaging. Like, just really recognize that you know, once someone messes up once or you're seeing behavior that you don't like, like you don't have to justify the second chance. Like once is enough to be like, nope, this is it, done. Like there will always be another friend or another partner. Like as much as you think there won't be, there will. And that's one of the things that I've like come to realize is that like it doesn't really scare me anymore letting go of past relationships because I just, I'm able to, like, I just appreciate the ones that I have right now that are very, very strong. Um, And also, there's tons of other people and tons of other opportunity out there. So, it's definitely a less scary concept to me now. Um, So, yeah, I'm just going to try to self-sabotage a lot less. Now, as I mentioned, um, this year was the year that I really um, started my eating disorder recovery And one of the things that I really want to leave behind in 2021 is counting calories and tracking. Um, My relationship with food, exercise, my body has always been poor. (laughs) I'm just going to call it that. Um, And so yeah, if you're new here, I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa um back in 2020 and I started my recovery throughout uh 2020 into 2021 and I'm still uh in the process 2022 and I recently went through a bit of a relapse where I started tracking um again on my fitness pal and it was a lot of the fitness influencer content coming up on my tiktok for you page um that definitely triggered this like back in 2020 that was sort of the biggest thing was um I got really uh obsessed and fixated on the fitness industry and having a body uh like one in the fitness industry and um which first of all there's not enough representation as to what those bodies actually look like because they're very diverse um, but basically I was triggered to start counting calories and, and, and tracking and that's no one's fault. Like I don't blame me seeing those videos. Um, like I don't place blame on other people for that. And you know, it's like how Demi Lovato walked into that yogurt shop and was like, this is so triggering. Screw you guys. Like whatever. Like you can't, it's no one else's fault. Like they're making content and it comes on my page. It's my job to hit not interested and move on, which I didn't do. And I ended up counting calories and tracking again, um, which was not good. It ended in a very intense restrictive episode. Um, I was extremely unwell, um, for like four or five days. I was my hormones, like my emotions were all over the place. It was honestly very difficult for me to get out of bed um and I don't really ever face that intense feeling and for those days I did like I was honestly dreading every waking moment um and I was having to force feed and I was just so fixated on my protein intake and and I was just 
working out and working out my body was so sore and it was not it was not good I ended up in a huge panic attack like just absolute meltdown um so it was not good and long story short it's my job to recognize my triggers and I had made so much progress that I just sort of didn't think relapse was that much of an option which is not the case relapse does happen and it's okay that it happens so if you are someone out there who's struggling with some type of um disordered eating um or even just whatever it might be relationship with food whatever it's okay to have those relapse moments um but definitely just take you know tune in use your two cents about things that are triggering you and I would like to delete my fitness pal off my phone that has been like one of the big biggest steps in my recovery is deleting that off my phone Um, I haven't done it yet but I really really hope that I will be able to soon now this kind of um, segues into the next point which is that I really would like to stop shaming myself for having meltdowns. Um, not that I've had them like super fre- like frequently, like I've done a much better job at being in tune with my emotions and accepting them. Um, but like I said, those four or five days that I was really, I was just sad. Like that is the way I can describe it. I was sad and I was angry. I was angry that I was going through this and I was sad because I don't even know I was just sad and like disappointed and upset and and I didn't want to deal with it um and so I was just getting more mad at myself and being like you should just get over this this isn't that big of a deal um all you have to do is just make a meal um like you don't need to be crying this much like I kid you not it was like I could have dropped something on the floor and I would have been in tears it was like an it was a shit show I'm gonna be honest so I was not very kind to myself I did not practice a lot of self-compassion and if you've heard me talk on my podcast before you know that self-compassion is something that I talk about all the time because I do feel like it is really really important to practice being compassionate towards yourself and I feel like I definitely lost this I lost this in the heat of so many things it was work, trying to maintain my social life, um, trying to just do my basic needs, like make sure I'm eating, sleeping, um, drinking water, um, like what whatever it may be, like going outside, getting my walks in. Like I was just wrapped up in life and like being on autopilot that I definitely became out of touch with some of my journaling, um, some of my like affirmations, um, stuff like that. And so I think that definitely altered my mindset because I had those techniques as like a core part of my everyday routine. And once I let them go, I definitely destabilized a bit. And so I was not as compassionate towards myself, which I think just made the meltdowns even more intense. So a tip for you is to practice self-compassion and figure out ways to do that. If you've noticed that you've adjusted your routine and you're not handling it well, well then I can tell you that you might want to not go cold turkey off of your routine like I did um, and maybe think about like, for example, 
yes, I do want to journal every day. However, I know that that's not realistic. Sometimes I just am not in the mood, number one. And number two, I just won't have the energy like at the, at the end of the day. Sometimes I will have worked both of my jobs and I come home and I just want to sit and watch Netflix and like that's fine. But I do know that like sometimes I am going to have to force myself to do it at least two to three times a week because it does really help me. Um, so just sort of being aware of that kind of stuff and knowing your routine. And now... I want to go ahead and talk about one of the most important things that I learned in 2021 and also one of the things that I'm going to hopefully try my best to stop doing and well more so just improve on. Um, In 2021, I set a lot of loose boundaries with myself, with other people and I've realized now that boundaries are very empowering, especially ones that you hold with yourself. I find the ones that you hold with yourself are the hardest. They're the most difficult, um, but they are the most rewarding. And boundaries look so different in so many different ways. Um, But, you know, like one of the things that I did for myself was, you know, having a a conversation with my parents about our boundaries of comments that are said in the house in terms of um, diet culture. And I was really, really happy that we were able to have that conversation because it needed to happen. And it was empowering for me. And I think it gave them a new understanding as to certain things that are upsetting and and triggering for me when I do come home. So um, that's just like one example, you know, I think conversation and communication is a really, really important thing, whether it's in a relationship, a friendship, um, with your family, whatever it may be, um, and also just with yourself. Like I I cannot stress the importance of setting a boundary with yourself and sticking to it. Um, for example, there's a couple different ones. Like I know for now, like sometimes I'll have friends who will want to work out with me and the old me would have worked out with them as well as with myself. Um, so like I would have worked out solo and then I would have worked out with them and I would have worked out twice in one day. Um, now I will own up to it and say, I'm sorry, I've already worked out today. Um, I am not able to work out with you. And again, that's a hard boundary for me to set. Um, If going back to my first point, when I talked about past relationships and letting them go, um, I have continuously like talked to people before where like they do things that are just not it. (laughs) It just shows like a lack of respect, um, doesn't really make me like them, whatever, that type of thing. And I'll keep giving them like chances and chances and chances or I will self-sabotage and say to myself, you know, I can change this person's mind about me, Um, you know, which I can't. And so now the boundary that I'm setting is to step away if the situation is not what I want it to be or it's a situation that I don't like where it's going. Um, Step away. I think it's important to express and then step away. (laughs) So that's what I am trying to do. Like I had been on a couple dates and stuff last year and especially towards like the end of the year, um, there was like one that I went on that was 
absolutely horrid um and so yeah I just didn't like didn't see them again whereas the old me would have been like oh like maybe one more time blah blah blah. no this year it's a no like just no (laughs) so you know the TikTok saying that's like you're done it's just that's it you're done so I feel like boundaries are really, really hard and I would encourage every single person listening to try and set them. Maybe set a boundary that's not super scary for you, but it is one that you can hold strictly. Um, Whatever that might be. Like it could be something small being like, you know what? I will be prioritizing sleep tonight. And when that friend asks you to go out on a Saturday night, you say, I cannot go out tonight. I really need to prioritize getting sleep for tomorrow and that's it. That that for some people is really difficult to say. For me, that would be a loose, like for me that that's a boundary that I can, sorry, I can set that boundary strictly, but I do not feel um, any type of like guilt. Um, it's not that difficult for me to say um, and it's something I can like do no problem. So That's just like one example of maybe an easier boundary that you can try to set and stick to it strictly. Um, You know, don't go setting these like intense boundaries that you know you're just going to loosely stick to because then it's just sort of like, what is the point? So like I said, boundaries, that's a really big one. Um, Everything that I've talked about today includes letting those past relationships go, Um, not shaming yourself for meltdowns or honestly any emotions that do arise, um, setting those boundaries and a personal one of mine is trying not to count my calories or my macros. If you relate to any of these or also are trying to leave these things behind in 2021, I would love to hear about it. Um, You're always welcome to send me a message. Um, Feel free to write a review. You can message me on Instagram. It is at embracingitpodcast or at emma underscore dobson27 and I will respond to you there. Thank you again so much for listening and I can't wait to produce some more episodes for season two in 2022. Um, And again, if you have any ideas or would love to come on the show, um, feel free to reach out. And with that being said, I will see you guys next time.